Welcome to Celebration Church's podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and trust Him more. To learn more about Celebration Church, please visit us at celebrationchurchlive.com. And so, we understand putting things in our lives and building some stuff to redirect our thoughts. We do it. You may have some playlists on your phone that were built to specifically shift your thoughts. The Psalms of Ascent are some of those things. They're specifically designed to shift our thoughts. That life may be happening, different things may be going on, but I'm going to come to a place and I'm coming before God and I need to let the junk of life fall off and I need to redirect my thoughts that there's a God who's out there and who loves me and I'm approaching him. And that's what the Psalms of Ascent are about. And if you get nothing else out of this series over the next four weeks, I want you to get this down deep in you, that you need to be mindful about what's on your mind. You need to be mindful about it. You need to think about what you think about. You need to understand that there's some stuff happening between your ears that's playing out in your life. And you can begin to change your life by changing the direction of your thoughts. And the scriptures have so much to say. If we don't understand that God, that in this life, while we are breathing oxygen, Deuteronomy 30, 19 says that God has set before us life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life. We need some stuff that helps us to get in a choose life mindset. Because otherwise there's enough death and destruction and mess that happen and we will just default into it. We need to change our thoughts. And this week we're going to be looking at Psalm 121 and it has a song all of its own. Got a little Beatles happening. And as we look... At Psalm 121, then we're going to see that there's a, we have a God that we can go to when we need a place of help. But first, let's look at Colossians chapter 3. Paul is writing to the uh, believers there in the town of Colossae. And he's <clears throat> written along, and here in chapter 3, he tells them, Since then you have been raised with Christ. No, it's past tense. Notice, it's, it's already done. You've been raised with Christ. It's, it's, something's already accomplished. Since you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Jesus is seated because his work is done. It's finished. It's been accomplished. And we need to look at the one who's done it. We need to see what's already been done on our behalf. He says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Why? Because there's this tension. There's this pull. There's this this earthly things that can begin to pull at us and redirect our thoughts. Just the the problems of life, the pressures of life, the different voices in our lives begin to pull at us and we have to on purpose set our minds on things that are above. He goes on to say, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When I got a hold of this scripture years ago, man, it just became so alive to me when seeing that I died, that's the beauty of the, the resurrection as we acknowledge that our old man is gone and this new life in Christ is this life of discovery of who we are and all that is ours in Christ. 
And every time as we're studying, we're not just studying so we can simply appease some God in heaven who wants us to know more about him. He does, but it's relational. And as you and I begin to see and understand more and more of who Jesus is and what he's done, we begin to see who we really are and who we're created to be. See, God is growing us and transforming us more and more and more into the image of his son. So we begin to see as we study out the scriptures and we begin to understand who Jesus is, we actually begin to understand who we were meant to be on a greater level all along. Let's go ahead and read Psalm 121. Psalm 121, we're going to read the whole thing. It says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. What a beautiful thing to think about as you're there uh, traveling down these roads, coming into one of these feast days, one of these holy days. What a beautiful thing for the, for the tribe of Levi as they're approaching those steps and stepping up those steps for them to think about that our help comes from God. Folks, you and I, we need to remind ourselves that our help comes from God. If we begin to think that our help, our help comes from my spouse, my help comes from my spouse, and my spouse is not taking care of it. They need their own step-up playlist. They need to step up to their duties and responsibilities to me. And then all of a sudden, my life will be better. Our help doesn't come from our spouse. Our help comes from God. If all of a sudden you think, my help, my help comes from my employer. My employer doesn't appreciate me, and my employer hasn't given me a raise in forever, and my employer is this and that, and we think our help comes from there, then all of a sudden, we begin to... to shift focus and and we go in an unhealthy direction we have to understand that our help comes from God if we think our help our help comes from our kids sometimes we can get hit a new place in life and all of a sudden not be able to do things for ourselves and our help comes from our children and should children care for their aging parents absolutely but we need to remember our help comes from God and all of a sudden we can begin to apply pressure and do things that doesn't where it doesn't fit And we have to remember our help comes from God. My goodness, Lord, if we think our help comes from our government, Lord, help us all. And so, man, that is just one big disappointment. That is not, that is not where our help comes from. Our help, our help comes from God, the maker of heaven and earth. When we look up at creation, when we lift our eyes up. And don't just look at our own little world, but we look up and see creation. It ought to be a reminder. If God can make this, if God can do this, I think he can step in and handle whatever it is I'm a little fearful about. Whatever it is I need help on. If there's a place of help, I think my God can handle this and do this. You may recognize Psalm 121 if you're a a, a Christian uh, music aficionado um, casting crowns in uh, Praise You in This Storm, then they use part of Psalm 121. It says, I lift my eyes up unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. 
That this is this place where in the middle of the storm, and I love it that it's a song saying, I will praise you in this storm. And I'm going to worship you even in the middle of this. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. In the middle of our ugly messes, we have to sometimes redirect. Hit that playlist. Hit what God has said and begin to go over that. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. There's help that's there, but you and I need to approach Him with confidence so that we can find mercy and grace. So many times if we need mercy and grace, especially in our own minds, if we're needing mercy and grace, it's because we did something wrong. We didn't handle this situation right. We didn't do this right. I got myself into this mess and I don't feel right about going to God about it. I'll just do my best to kind of clean it up and deal with it. This is the old school. You made your bed, now sleep in it. Man, I tell you what, God loves clean sheet day. God loves it. Every day is clean sheet day to God. So we think, you know, I made my bed. I just got to sleep in it. He He says his mercies are new every morning. Every morning. He loves to be able to step in and to help us, but we have to recognize that. We also also need to remind others that God will help them to move forward. That God's going to help others. If you'll notice this psalm, it starts out in first person. It says, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. He's talking about that, and that's fantastic. He's reminding himself, but immediately shifts and starts talking to somebody else. Now, remember, this is a psalm that that the Levites, as they were going to come in, they're coming up. They're not approaching and serving alone. It's a whole tribe serving together. It's the, the guys journeying and the families journeying along the trails as they're going to come into the, the, holy, the holy land and the, and the place of, of Israel, and I mean, place of Jerusalem to worship. And they're not alone. So all of a sudden we see in verse 3, he says, He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you and the Lord is your shade at your right hand. Here we have this psalm that first starts out as my help comes from God. He's the maker of heaven and earth. That's where I'm, that's where I'm looking. That's where I'm focusing. And guess what? You need to look there too. Your help is coming from there as well. God is not going to let your foot slip. He doesn't sleep on the job. He doesn't slumber. You don't have to freak out. God has got you. I love it that as they're moving along and cruising along, that it's not, they're not by themselves. This is why small groups are so important. You have to surround your people who are going to agree on the same playlist. You ever have the radio fight in the car of what song you're going to listen to? I don't want to listen to that station. I don't want to listen to that. And then on our our trips, somebody has to be DJ. Somebody's just going to play DJ and play music. And, And so the little girls have really gotten into 
They love music, and so we get in the car. Um, they're like, hey, can we listen to some music? And so they're enjoying it. Right now, um, thanks to their older sister, Lulu, and the Mamma Mia movies, they're into ABBA, and so, or ABBA, or however you say it. And um, so it's Dancing Queen, and, and Take a Chance on Me, and all of these different things, and so they're enjoying those. Um, but in our home, we purpose that in, when we begin the day, um, we play and we start with worship music. And so um, there's some uh, you know, other songs that are out there that are fun, that aren't necessarily Christ-centered, but they're not destructive. And, and, and so we'll listen to some fun stuff that isn't you know, found on Christian radio. But in the be- mornings, in the beginnings, we play stuff that just focuses our attention on Christ and on who God is, that we're going to direct our thoughts and our minds there. And you have to be in agreement. You have to have people who are going to go in that direction. So school for us started this past week, and one day we were dropping off Colin, our six-year-old, to school, first grade, and, and Pressy, our four-year-old, isn't in school. And so she, we've left the school, and she's, uh, we're driving back to the house, and uh, she's like, hey, I, I, can I listen to some music? I'm like, sure, what do you want to listen to? And she's like, I want to listen to Dancing Queen. And we're like, hey, you know that in the mornings we listen to stuff that focuses us on Christ and gets, our, gets us thinking in that direction from the very beginning. She's like, oh, yeah. And so we you know, put on some Hillsong United or Hillsong Young and Free and, and, and focus on that as we are beginning our day. But you have to have people in your life who agree on the same playlist, who aren't going to fight with you and try to change the channel all the time. And it's so important that you're going to do this. You're going to have to have people who are along you. In Psalm 121, it's at least two people agreeing on the same playlist. Two people agreeing on the same song. I'm going to look to, to the maker of heaven and earth as my help. And guess what? I'm going to talk to you right next door. And you know what? You can look to him too. We need people in our lives who are going to focus us on those things. 1 Thessalonians 5 9 through 11 says, For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another, encourage one another, and build each other up, just as in fact you're doing. We need to have people in our lives that we are encouraging and that are encouraging us. Psalm 121 is this beautiful, it's not a single song. There's this duet part. There's this place where I'm I'm focusing on God and then I'm focusing on the person next to me, both from an aspect that God is there to help. And then the last thing we get out of Psalm 121 is we need to remember that God is with us every step of the way. He's with us every step of the way. He's constantly there. We can always look to him. Psalm 121, verse 6 says, The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. Sun won't harm you by day, and the, well, the moon by night. Now, we get, the, we get the sun harming you in the day, man. You know, West Texas, we get it. You know, August, we know, man, the sun can tap you. What's the deal with the moon? The moon's, we like the moon. The moon's not a bad thing. Um, well, back before people really understood things, there was a lot of cultures and whatnot um, that believed that too much exposure to the moon would drive you crazy. Um, in fact, our word lunatic comes from lunar exposure, lunatic. It's true. I'm not making this up. 
But we, there was this, it was rooted in these old wives' tales and these concepts. And these concepts that there's too much exposure. And so in this place where you feel like sometimes it's too hot and other times things are just driving me crazy. God, I can look to you. I can look to you, God, and you're going to be there with me all the step of the way. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. That he's paying attention to your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. He's watching over all of it. He's watching over every aspect. I love that there is this aspect of this. He's watching over your coming and going. So many times we think that you know, we're always approaching God. And it's this concept of this where he's, just, he's watching us come to him. I love this aspect of him watching our coming and going. And it's not that he's watching us come to him and go away from him. He's watching our lives. It's all of the activity. All of this stuff. It's like me at my house with my kids showing up and walking through. I'm engaged and watching. They're coming and going. They're part of life. God is in the mix. He's in the middle of it. And he's watching over our coming and going both now and forevermore. See, John 10, verse 9 and 11, Jesus echoes these concepts. Jesus says, I'm the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in. And go out and find pasture. They're going to come in and go out and find pasture. The good shepherd watches over the coming and the going. And there are things that that God is wanting to bring you into. And there's things God's wanting to bring you out of. Without a doubt. There are things that God wants to shift in your life. As you are growing in Christ. You're constantly either stepping into something new or coming out of something old. Constantly. As you're growing in your life. And Jesus, the good shepherd, wants to be a part of those things. Reminds us that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. Not just life. What an amazing thing that Jesus came that we would have life. But he wants to have it to the full. To this life that it's just so jam-packed you couldn't squeeze any more life in. That's the kind of God that we have. He wants Life to be in every part reminds us that he's the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. As we look at our very first piece of our playlist, very first piece of Psalm, in Psalm 121, and that we get our headspace in the right place as we're dealing with God. Our bottom line here is that help is already here. Help is already here. It's already here. That we can approach his throne of grace boldly and find the help we need. We can. Folks, as that is the, one of the first things we need to get squared away when we d- deal with God. When we adjust that playlist that he's here, he's present, and he cares, and he's going to make things better. We need that as our focus. As we look at this and we understand that Christ-centered thinking takes us to Christ-like living. As you and I begin to, on purpose, focus our thoughts on Jesus and who he is, we'll begin to see our lives begin, begin to be more and more Christ-like and be a reflection of him. 
Thanks for listening to this week's message from Celebration Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.